Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I am Julaine Smith, CPA and business coach, and you're listening to my podcast. Now, I'm investing time in this podcast for one reason and one reason only, and that is to clear up the confusion about God's purpose for our business and financial success and to release you, that's right, release you into the marketplace so you can make more, save more, and give more money than you ever dreamed possible for your good mm -hmm, and God's glory. And today, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Kyla Alvarez, Kyla is hi girlfriend. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, I'm gonna um toss it to you in just a moment, Kyla, because I want people to be able to get to know you a little bit. Um, but just in way of introduction, uh yeah, Kyla and I are partnering in this endeavor to bring you Loving God and Making Money, the podcast, each week. And she's gonna tell you a little bit more about what she's up to, but right now I'll just let you know she is a young professional. She's wor working on two master's degrees at the Seattle Pacific University here, and she has a passion for economic and social justice. Uh, Kyla believes that there is an intersection between those two things, and we are going to learn more about her thoughts in that regard as we get to know her a little bit more. So, Kyla, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julian, for having me and to share this with you. I'm so excited for uh, what's being built here and what this podcast can do. Oh, I'm excited too. I'm happy that we're able to partner. It's nothing like uh, being able to lock arms with the like-minded um, person and, and to do some great things uh, to bring God glory, especially in this area that we're delving into, which is a little bit unique, I think. Um, when you think about ministry, you don't usually think about business, right? And mm -hmm. yet here we are, we're bringing those two things together. We're going to talk about business and making money and our ambition and our motive, uh, motivation behind all of that. And then we're going to talk about our responsibility and, and our accountability to the greatest stakeholder in our life. And that is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and what does he have to say about all this mm -hmm. stuff we like to do? So anyway, welcome, Kyla. Why don't we just kick it off? I'd like you to tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So what's really nice is I'm actually a local here to the Seattle region. Um, I was born and raised here in Seattle. I grew up in a town called Mukilteo up north um, with both my parents and actually attended Seattle Pacific University as both an undergraduate student and a graduate student. Mm. Um you know, I thought about going to Boston College for graduate school, but no, God was calling me to stay here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, oh. so I'm planting my feet here and it's a good thing. Yeah, uh, your roots run deep. They do. They run very <laughs> deep. I have a heart for everything Seattle. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, SPU, I'm, like you said, I'm a double master's student which a lot of people are like, wow, you're incredible. Honestly, I would just call myself a little insane or a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's driven, Kyla. It's yes, really it's driven. driven, right? Hey, if you've got the grace to do it, you do it, right? Do it. Do it with God. all your might, girlfriend. Yes. And God called me to do that. Uh, called me to pursue two master's degrees while also having a one-year-old. Uh, what? 
amazing. <laughs> yeah, little Elias. Oh my God. I tell you, I can only imagine, and I know some of the stories, uh, but the need to be on top of time management, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah um, a growing experience for sure. But like I said, if you got the grace, run with the grace. And... Run with the grace. Girl, get get the getting while the getting is good. Yeah. And not only that, but like, I, I don't know how many of our listeners out there happen to be women, but, you know, just in my own identity and my own calling, I had to be truthful with who God was calling me to be and mm-hmm. being a mom and also something else. And Mm -hmm. I just knew that God had called me to that duality. And I want to be, I don't want to waste my time. Uh, My husband, you know, years ago said, why, why would we waste a second of what we know God has called us to? And I'm not going to do that. And just like so many of you out there, I hope that all, every choice you make, you know, falls in line with that decision and just go for what you know, what God has called you to do. Don't procrastinate. Don't waste right. a second. No matter what you feel like might be too much, God does give you the grace. And I can testify that firsthand. He does give us a grace. And, you know, we hopefully are going to get a chance to delve even deeper into uh, discussion around the challenges that we as women face when mm-hmm. we have ambition outside of the home in terms of a career mm-hmm. and we're also moms and we're wives. Yeah. I know in the uh, introductory podcast, I talked a little bit about my transition from corporate finance into business ownership and said it wasn't a smooth transition. And I made a pit stop uh, for about six to seven years where I was a stay at home mom. It was a really painful transition because it did challenge me in this area of my desire for um, having a career. But then knowing that I had reached a season in my life where my uh, relationship with my husband, as well as my role as mom, I needed to put more time into that. Mm -hmm. And so I made this conscious, intentional decision to leave my career um, for a moment, for a season, and then to focus on just being a mother and a wife. But it was a hard choice. It was a hard choice to make because there was so much that fed my soul that I got from being a corporate finance officer. And I simply didn't want to let it go. But the spirit of God has spoken to me and said, it's a season mm-hmm. for you to change your focus and to, to put as much energy into your family as you have in your career. And I had to be obedient to that. So there are some things that we as women are challenged with that are unique to us by our gender in terms of being a mother, being a a caregiver for our children, but yet at the same time being a, um, uh, excuse my badass boss lady, right? That's in the right. marketplace. Yeah, we could do all that, right? Yes, and and so sometimes we have to just know how to manage our day. And like you said, don't waste any time. So I love that, Kyla. And I just cheer you on. Oh, on the, you. Go, go for it, girl. Double thank masters. You. Who does that <laughs> with know. a one-year-old? Who I does know. that? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Kyla Alvarez, that's who. That's, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, anything else you'd like our listeners to know before we kind of delve into a couple of things that I thought we want to uh, talk with them about today? 
Yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are even asking, what what am I studying? And mm-hmm. that actually plays to a lot of what I'm able to communicate here on this podcast, what I could speak to as far as my expertise. So uh, my first master's is actually a master's in reconciliation and intercultural studies. No, that's okay, a Kylo. lengthy title. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Reconciliation and what did you say? Intercultural studies. Oh, intercultural studies. Okay, what is that? Yeah. So usually when we talk to business people and you mention the word reconciliation, people are like reconciling your finances, (laughs) your balance sheet. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm going to broaden that term a little bit for our listeners today. So the way I perceive reconciliation in this degree is basically I'm looking at the systematic uh, tendencies in our society that marginalize people or divide people or Mm. um, basically have left people on the outskirts. Okay. What do we know about the gospel? God is a big fan of the marginalized. And so this degree actually looks at the practical economic, socioeconomic, um, you know, psychological, I mean, all the practical elements, which continue to perpetuate an American culture of um, marginalization. So I specialize in looking at systems that help bring reconciliation. In other words, building the bridges between those gaps. Okay. So now I got to ask a question because, you know, we're talking about loving God and making money here. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're dealing with an issue here that is, is almost ubiquitous in our society. It transcends different calls, different aspects of how we work, right? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about from from your point of view and what you're learning about this marginalization, the role that business owners um, could play to help address some of the um, undesirable uh, consequences, if you will, of this issue of marginalization that we see in our society what would a business person's response look like or could it look like in this regard yeah well let's just call it out for what it is a lot of people when they hear the word marginalization they just think of social justice actions Mm -hmm. and it's funny because we have been taught a gospel that has been separated from reaching marginalized people as the center of the gospel. We've been taught, oh, it's just an extra thing to our gospel. But the truth is, when you really read Mm. scripture, when you really read the Bible, you can't separate your call as a business person, as a leader, as a political figure, as whoever you are called to be, whether you're Mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom or the owner of a huge mega corporation. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, what you do has to fall in line with the will of God. Yes, it does. if, If it isn't, then we have to question what we're doing and who we're doing it for. And the reason why these intersect is because your mission at the end of the day is God's mission. So in order to find out your purpose as a business owner, you kind of look to the purposes of God and what is God about. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians five says he's reconciling the world to himself. He's reconciled mm-hmm. it and he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. It, it means 
that when we take up our cross, we're taking up that same call to love, to intersect, to, to lay down our lives, that the work we do and the things we put our hands to at the end of the day goes to building that restored kingdom of God world. That I is what it. we're about. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's the higher purpose. It's the stretching your potential beyond the obvious, which is to make a profit. And I think that one of the things that um, our listeners are probably um, asking themselves right now is, well, how can I, as a uh, for-profit business owner, because that's who we really want to speak to. I know that uh, mm-hmm. there, there's other forms of operation, nonprofit uh, businesses, et cetera, that people are leading and doing a great work. But we want to speak to those listeners who are in that for-profit arena and they may be wondering, like, how, with that, mm-hmm. if my purpose for business is to make a profit, yes. and it is, yes, I mean, that's the truth, then, then how can I at the same time be mindful of my responsibility as it pertains to reconciliation and reconciling um, relationships, et cetera. The two just don't seem to go together, Kyla. I mean, what would we say to them? Yeah, I, I would simply say this. You don't have to steal from the poor in order to gain your wealth. You, you Ooh. Yeah. Okay. No, I we. Know. That's, I know. It's Ouch. It's Still from the poor to gain your wealth. Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. Yes. What does that What does that look like as a business owner? I'm just trying to get my online business off the ground, or I'm just trying to, uh, no. you know, pay my bills with some cash flow and live a decent quality of life. Yes. What is stealing from the poor in order to make my profit have to do with me? Yes. So all, all that means is, okay, at the end of the day, like everyone has their own unique calling and Mm -hmm. that is between you and Jesus Mm -hmm. and no one should stand between any of that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if gaining your wealth causes you to dismiss or diminish other people, we have to call into question what we're doing. That's what I mean by that phrase is we just have to look at what are the ethics? What are, what is the intentionality we're having in every area of our business business practice that is building up the world around us rather than tearing us down because we live in a society where it's honestly, most of it is not our fault. We live in a world where we have been removed from the humanity behind our, our ethics. We, you know, things are computerized, they're factories, they're everything systematized where we've removed seeing the actual people behind the process of building yes. a business. Yes. And I'm about restoring that human element again, to look at the intentionality of how we build the full community of what it means to build a business, not just yeah. the profit. Because right. your money is only just one means of building equity in your world. But mm-hmm. building people is another equity. And That's as right. a business owner, you have the ability to do that on a multi-platform basis. That's right. That's right. And you said something I think is really important I want to highlight and it has to do with restoring the individual's accountability for the decisions that are being made by at a business level. In other words, so often we say, well, a business did this, like we'll say Microsoft did this, uh, Starbucks, Nordstrom, Mm -hmm. you just name it, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we kind of allow for that image or that brand to be the point of accountability. 
for the action. Whereas in reality, it's the individual business decision maker who's Mm -hmm. at the point of accountability for that decision. And so what we want to do is to help our listeners who are maybe starting a new business, maybe they're a small business owner, but they may also be the uh, owner of a a multi-million dollar company. Um, We want them to begin to reflect upon the fact that it's their leadership and it's their decision-making each Mm -hmm. day that is either going to align with the perfect will of God mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. It is their individual influence in the marketplace that has the impact. Yes. And so it's understanding that there is a connection between their leadership decision-making and the things that God wants to see done in the earth through their influence. Yeah, I love that. I wanted to just highlight that because it is really a precursor for um, a a community of of listeners that I really want to create. It's it's the tribe that I would really like for us to build and they're called G Corporation uh, Leaders. And a G Corporation, while the name sounds like it's a legal entity structure and that was intentional, it really is not a legal entity. It's an individual business owner who is able to make decisions on the behalf of themselves and others that have impact in the world, in their life, in the marketplace. And they do it with a consciousness and an understanding that they ultimately are accountable to God as the most significant mm-hmm. stakeholder in their business. And they have a, a connection between their ambition to create wealth and their desire to build a profitable company for a purpose beyond profit. Mm-hmm. And that's what a G yes. Corporation leader is all about. We'll talk about that some more later. But anyway, I love this. I love the, the fact that you as a student, uh, double master student mm-hmm. in the area of of reconciliation and also uh, divinity. You're, mm-hmm. you're beginning to bring these two worlds together, yes. this world of business and this world of ministry. So let's, let's just move forward. I want to ask you a question. You know, there's a saying, uh, be the change you want to see, mm-hmm. right? So what changes do you want to see? Yes. Uh, I kind of touched on it, but it's simply, I want to restore the why to what we do. I love it. Restore the why to what we do. Each yes. and every single one of us needs to know our why. And there is a huge, I think, uh, appetite out there right now for knowing our purpose, right? We see that all the time. What's my purpose? We see that in media. We see it on TV, social media, magazines, whatever. People are asking about their purpose. So what are some of the ways that people can go about discovering their why? Yeah, I think a lot of it starts with the idea of self-reflection. Oftentimes we want the why to come from an external place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm a huge believer that you can't reproduce something that you aren't already are, right? Mm -hmm. You need, it needs to be birthed from within you. Right. So if you want to find the why, you need to find the why 
of your own purpose, your own calling, your own personhood. Who are you? What makes you tick? Why has God put you on this planet? What, what are the particularities that make you, 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 and you have to own that because that is your niche. God doesn't need you to be someone else. He doesn't need to follow someone else's model. Um, God needs you to be you. So finding the why comes to restoring your identity first and foremost. I think that is the the first thing we, we need to get at. Yes. Yes. So if we want to become the change, if we want to be the change, we want to see, in the world, it starts with us knowing what our why is, and then mm-hmm. encouraging other people to use deep reflection to also discover their why. And in that regard, as it pertains to being a business owner, I think one of the biggest hurdles we have to overcome as believers is the knowledge that the Lord God Himself is actually interested in in us making money. In other words, if our why, if we understand that we have a purpose beyond profit for the business that we're building, we first have to make a profit. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many times in religious circles, especially Christian religious circles, there's this barrier of thought that says, you know, God isn't really interested in the work that I do in terms of my motive to make profit. And I think that if, unless a business owner is able to jump that hurdle and have a renewed mind with regards to the truth of the matter, which is God delights in our prosperity. He gives us power to create wealth. He has a purpose behind that um, intention to create wealth. And when we understand our why and that God is for us, then we can start building that bridge between our ambition mm-hmm. and our relationship with God. And that's why we're doing this podcast, folks. I mean, loving God and making money, we are um, investing our time, Kyla and I, in this podcast because we want to start to unpack uh, and to deal with some of those barriers to our success that have kept us as believers um, in a less than economic situation in life compared to the wealth that we see that's available in the world for our taking. Um, There are lots of opportunities for us to use business in order to improve the quality of our life and to order to position us to be able to help the, the, the folks that are around us, whether it's our family member, or our community. But if we're not taking advantage of it, if we don't have a millionaire mindset, if we don't have a go big or go home mindset, then we will get just squashed in the world of business because it starts with the way you see yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to see yourself in a way that you are able to push through the hard places. So anyway, we're going to, um, uh, wrap it up here for today. Um, by asking Kyla one more question and then uh, setting things up for our next podcast. But uh, Kyla, who's your inspiration? Oh gosh, I have so many. That's really hard. But I think I would actually look to communities of people rather than individual people. I mean, if I were to throw to individual people, let's, Let's go with Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, and their work. I love both of them and their work. Yes, me too. Me too. What what specifically um, about them and their lives? I mean, it's pretty obvious. I think our Mm -hmm. listeners know who these great men are. 
are, but tell me a little bit about how their lives have, have affected who you are as an individual. Yeah. So both of them first are people of color. They're um, people who represent the marginalized who actually gained uh, power and authority and used that power, authority and influence to shape the world around them. And they were sacrificial in the cost of, of how they put their lives on the line for the sake of building up others um, while still maintaining such a high platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much um, for um, sharing a little bit of your heart with our listeners today. I hope that you all have been um, uh, inspired by Kyla's story. Her her um, her passion has also ignited within you a little bit of a passion to want to not only uh, pursue your um, quest for business ownership uh, with a new zeal, but a new understanding of the potential that you have. When we're successful, we bring God glory. Actually, um, bringing God glory looks like making a profit. It looks like making a difference. It looks like winning in the game of business. And so um, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Now, just a reminder, we are a weekly podcast. We will be uh, posting on Monday mornings. So look for our next podcast a week from today. And then please, please, please subscribe to our podcast. If this is a a topic uh, uh, that is uh, resonating with you, we'd love to have you be a part of our journey. So you can subscribe to the podcast by just clicking on the button here on the landing page. And then please follow me on Instagram. That's Julaine Smith. It's J-U-L-A-I-N-E Smith. You can uh, find me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And like always, I like to leave you with a motivational quote. And today's quote actually comes from Abraham Lincoln. And it says, nearly all men can stand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Yes. So anyway, this week, go out into the marketplace, make a profit and make a difference. And Kyla and I have to say goodbye.